Yo, yo, yo! Welcome to episode 86 of the Basketball Card Podcast. I'm your host, Adam. You can reach me at the real 27 guy on Instagram. Welcome again. I uh, appreciate all of, the, all of you who've reached out in the last week uh, since my last episode came out. It's been a kind of a crazy week for me, and I haven't been super efficient, but um, that's why I'm getting to this podcast late. I'm ending my week with several things on my to-do list that shouldn't still be there, but I've committed to myself that I will do the podcast every week, and it's Friday at 4.53 p.m. my time, so I better record this thing. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by PWCC. PWCC has nearly 9,000 auctions ending Sunday, including 1,000-plus basketball lots. A Kobe 03 exquisite auto patch out of 100, a signature shots Carmelo slash LeBron out of 15, autograph on plastic, Uh, Tatum impeccable RPA hollow out of 25, George Gervin limited logo, all of them are ending Sunday, that's right, this Sunday at the PWCC weekly auction. Guys, if you're not checking those out, you've got to check out the PWCC auctions every week. There are deals to be had. There are great cards that are selling. You've got to check it out. Uh, Last episode, if you've listened to it already, I was not planning to share my big uh, mail day. My thought process, I know it seemed like a massive tease, but my thought process was that I was selling a lot of cards and I knew that I was going to get a lot of messages from people like, hey, is this your card? Or hey, here's a card that is going to give you a good comp when they didn't realize it was my card that was selling or hey, are you interested in selling selling a certain card to me directly? All these different things. I wanted to get out in front of a lot of those and just put it out there and talk about it. But in the process of doing that, the thing that is unfortunate is not unfortunate. The thing that I should have foreseen that I didn't really is that people would figure out what happened. Um, I started getting questions and then... um, you know, at some point, I think people sort of realized with the quantity and the, the the sort of stuff that I was selling that it had to be a really significant, big time card. People know what I collect. People, you know, my problem is I never shut up and I always you know, say what I think and I'm really honest about those things. And so, um, I think a lot of people knew that I was in the market for a big time Kobe autograph patch. And so I started getting all these messages with people who were guessing that the card was right. And then I even started getting messages from people saying things like, hey, I heard about this card that you won. And I was like, man, I didn't even say anything publicly. But I started getting so many messages um, that I felt like I had to come clean. So I did on my Instagram. And what I did on my Instagram is I announced, not announced, that sounds too official. I, um, I said, hey, this is a card that I bought. It's pretty crazy. I can't believe I did this, but um, something that I was thinking about for a long time. And the card that I bought was the 2002 Upper Deck Logo Mania Kobe Bryant. The card is um, hand-numbered one out of one. It is in a PSA authentic case. And I want to talk to you guys a little bit about it and talk to you a little bit about why I did what I did and what the process has been like so far and give you guys a little bit of an update keep this episode pretty short um in some ways i feel bad that i'm doing basically a second straight episode on a big card but it's easily the biggest card that i've ever bought and i think that judging by the sort of quantity of questions that i've gotten over the course of the last week i do think that this is a topic not just the card but like the process is a topic that people really want to talk about so 
Uh, first, let's take this first segment to talk about the card. Um, why did I basically spend a huge percentage of my collection or cash in a huge percentage of my collection to be able to, to buy this card? Well, I decided a long time ago I wanted a really key Kobe Bryant um, autograph patch card. Um, I decided this, I don't know, two years ago. Um, since then, I have made three unsuccessful attempts to get a 2000 Ultimate Collection autograph patch of Kobe out of eight. Um, I made an unsuccessful attempt to get two, unsuccess, two unsuccessful attempts to get 03 number pieces out of eight Kobe's, and one attempt to get an 04 number piece Kobe. All of these are huge cards. They were all six-figure cards, cards that I didn't think I'd ever really like make a play at. But when I was faced with the opportunity to get those, or you know, sort of thought maybe I could get a good deal on some of those. I really went for each of them, and I was the bridesmaid on several of them. I think I was the bridesmaid on at least two different auctions, and I think I was the bridesmaid on literally on three different Ultimate Collection 2000 Kobe's out of eight. Like so many times. And one time I even had a deal done, and the guy said, yeah, we've got a deal, and we had the amount figured out and everything. And then come to find out he did the same thing to one of my friends at the same time. And I had offered just a little bit more, but I had done it after the the deal had originally been reached by my friend. And so anyway, he, he got the card. I felt good about him getting it, but I finally got, I finally got the card last week that, that I wanted. It's en route currently to my, um, <laughs> to my vault at PWCC. And I'm really excited for it to get there and to know that it's to know that it's safe in hand. So it is it is on it is en route to the vault. Okay, so with that said, let's talk about why I ended up going with this card. This is a card that um, first off, you you may believe you've seen it before, or you may believe you know its history, but there's a pretty good chance that you don't know its whole history. So a few years ago, um dominate 24 on instagram his name is miguel somebody who i don't know super well but he's somebody who's a massive massive kobe collector and i think if you love kobe and if you're a huge kobe collector you've definitely run into miguel before he's got really an incredible collection um, but he had a logo man auto logo mania of kobe um, that he decided to sell it was shocking when he decided to sell it but he put it up and he got almost a million bucks for it his was graded a bgs9 and it had, um, it was Kobe wearing a headband in a retro jersey on the card. Unbelievable card. Sold for, sold for almost a million bucks. And I remember thinking, wow, that is just an amazing card. And at that same time, because this is how my brain works, I thought, let me sort of educate myself on the set. Well, the interesting thing about the Logo Mania set was it was the very first Logo Man Auto set. It was created the same year as Topps had their first Logo Man set, which is like in like the Topps Jersey Edition product. They weren't autographed, but um, they had some Logo Man, I believe. I might be wrong on this. It might be the subsequent year, but it certainly wasn't year prior than this. Um, so they came out. They came around around the same time. That's neither here nor there. The Logo Mania set, though, as I like went and I, as I was researching, I, I sort of remembered that this was a set that was like a big deal right as I was about to go on my mission. So I went on my mission in October of 2002, and right at that point, 
Upper Deck was coming out with like the next big thing. And if you remember the last, the previous years, right before that, the Upper Deck products, you had O1 Ultimate that really like knocked the socks off of everything. It was the first time they did an RPA, right? They had autograph patches of Kwame Brown and Tyson Chandler and Eddie Curry, and, um, Jason Richardson and Rodney White, and I think one other player. Um, they had they had autographs of Jordan all over the place. They had autographs of Kobe all, all over the place. But autograph patches were now the thing. It was like, and we were always thinking like, what's Upper Deck going to do next? What's the next way that they sort of like take it to the next level? And I remember seeing this, this like Logo Man auto and thinking, oh my goodness, that is the next thing. It's specific pieces off of the jersey and like with, with you know, autographs. And so... You know, I had this like vague memory of it. And so as I saw the one that was going up for sale by Miguel, I remember thinking, well, I wonder what this is going to go for. And there were a lot of people that were sort of speculating that it was going to be well over a million dollars. And it didn't quite get to a million dollars, but that was never a, a price range that I was ever going to be able to compete with. So I just sort of was a spectator. And as I was doing the research, I discovered, wow, there, there isn't just one Logo Man auto from this first set. There are three of three different players, so nine total cards. There are three Jordans, there are three Kobe's, and there are three Jay Williams. And now, typically, when you hear there are three Jordans and you hear there are three Kobe's, you go, or when you see Kobe and Jordan in the same set, you immediately just say, okay, you know, Jordan's the clearly the better card, right? Jordan's the better card in, in every set. The thing that's a little bit different and makes you may, maybe do a little bit of a double take with this set and maybe explains a little bit of why the cards have sold, why the Kobe cards have sold for so much more than the Jordans, is that Jordan's in a Wizards uniform. Um, Jordan was an active Wizard in 2002, so that's the team that he should have been on. But I remember when the Wizards uh, Jordan logo man auto went up a few years ago, it was a huge deal because it was like, oh my goodness, this is the first one. And I remember people collectively sort of realizing Oh, he's in a wizard's uniform. Because you might not even realize it when you first look at the card. It's when you, at least for me, it was when I turned it around or when I looked at the back image of it and I was like, oh, he's in a wizard's uniform. And then you look at it in the front and he's in a wizard's uniform. One of the two cards is graded a 9.5. And it is really, really sharp. One of the two Jordans that's been seen publicly. Um, the other one has a little bit of bricking on the front and he looks kind of old. And that one is not nearly as nice as the other one that's graded in 9.5. But we've seen two of the Jordans. We haven't seen the third one. For Kobe, we saw Miguel's copy that sold for almost a million, and it sold just once. And then we've seen my copy that I won last week three different times. The first time we saw it was a couple years ago. It sold for almost 600 grand. And then we saw it like three or four months ago when it sold... Um, for $240,000. And I was either the underbidder or the one who was just before the underbidder on that. I really went hard after that card. Um, and so I, and after it was over, I actually texted, I don't know, maybe three or four friends and said, gosh, I really almost went for this one. What do you think? And everybody sort of said the same thing, which was, man, that's a lot of money for a card. And it is, it's just, guys, it's an unbelievable amount of money for a card. But, but, I think the thing that I always talk about is that I love, I love it when something happens in the hobby for the first time. When there's something that's a first, it can be a first set or like a first innovation. And I love looking at something and being like that, that like set the stage for everything else. 
what people I don't think realize is O3 Exquisite is the set that people look back at and they go, oh yeah, of course that was where the Logo Man thing started, but the O3 Exquisite set had Logo Man that were not autographed and it had only three players in it, just like this Upper Deck set had. It had Kobe, Jordan, and it replaced Jay Williams from O2 Upper Deck with LeBron. And then those three guys were used to make three different dual cards, right? Each of the two-man combinations, Jordan LeBron, Jordan Kobe, Kobe LeBron. And those set, those three cards have become like known as like three of the biggest exquisite cards in the world. They're all owned by Nat. Um, and they're amazing. But before that, and before all of the other logo men's that came before that, there was this little nine card set. Again, we've seen two of the Kobe's, we've seen two of the Jordans, and the third Kobe is actually on the front of the box. It's on the front of every one of the boxes, which is so cool. It's like they used that image as the, here's what you can find in these boxes. And so, you know, when, when I, when I, when I, I knew all of this going into the auction, right? I knew all of this because the last time the auction came around and the card was up, I was doing all sorts of due diligence, trying to understand, you know, how much I wanted to bid and bidding way more than I'd ever bid on a card before. And so when it popped up again, I just, I couldn't say no to it. I thought about it all month. When I say all month, I thought about it seriously all month. Like every day I'd log in, I'd see what the card was at. I was hoping it wasn't going to go too high. And then um, the night before, um, I actually had, not the night before, the day before, I had somebody reach out to me who, who had never reached out to me before. And he said, hey, I've seen you on Jeremy's show, Sports Cards Live. I know you're a big Kobe fan. Tell me is tell me how big of a card this actually is. And I was like, okay, let's talk about it. So we look at this card together. And it's this card. It's the Kobe Logomania. And I'm like, ah, crap. I knew this. I just knew when I when I like opened the the thing that that's what it was gonna be about. It's like that's the card that he's that he's gonna want to know about. And I looked at it and I was just really honest with him. I was like, dude, it's kind of weird that you asked me about this already because I really want this card and I've been thinking about bidding on it. And here's why. And I told him all the things about it. And he said, listen, I've already placed my max bid. He showed me the amount. He's like, this is my max bid. I did not mean to make, create any weirdness for you. He's like, I'm going to be out of, I'm going to be out of pocket when the auction actually ends. If you decide to outbid me, you know exactly what you have to bid. And so I placed a bid that was like a few dollars higher <laughs> than his, his bid after thinking about it for a few days. Um, and I thought really hard about it. It's a tremendous amount of coll my collection that I had to move. That I have to move. It's, you know, it's trading a lot for one. I'd ask myself, is this something that I really want? And am I sure I feel the way that I feel? But I knew what the answer to that was. I haven't been as obsessed about any card, really, except for maybe the Harry Potter triple card, like in my entire like collecting journey. I just really, really wanted it. The last thing that I'll mention um, that I think a lot of people look at and they go, well, isn't that a super negative? Is the the card has uh, damage on it from being stuck to either another card or to the case previously. Sometimes a card will get pressed too hard in a case and little tiny bits of it will come off. Because this has happened with a number of other cards in the set, including one of the other Jordans, it's happening with a little bit. I believe it was because the card was stuck to other cards in, in, the, in the pack. Um, so mine has has that on the front and it has it even more on the back. It actually has it on Kobe's face on the back and it's too bad that it's there. And I certainly wish that it wasn't, but 
the thing that I love about it is I do think it's the right image of Kobe. And when you compare the Kobe image on the one that sold for almost a million dollars where he's wearing the headband and the retro jersey, it's kind of it's kind of nice to act like that's like the, the preferred version. And maybe it is to some people. I don't want to speak for everybody else, but I want to remember Kobe in the classic uniform. I don't want to see him in a headband because that's not how I remember him and that's not how we saw him for the most part. I want to see him as he is on my card. And so although my card is not in the condition that that other one is, I love it because it's the image of Kobe. Um, the autograph looks great. The card looks amazing. The The bricking on the front doesn't bug me. The, the bricking on the back definitely bugs me a little bit. But again, it's a card that I wouldn't have been able to get had I not been willing to accept that. So I went for at least twice as long on this segment as I wanted to. Let's take a break there. And when we come back, I want to talk about my thoughts on moving a lot of cards for one big card, the pros and the cons to that. I suspect most of you have been on MC Sports Cards items on eBay. At nearly 60,000 positive feedback, they're one of the biggest consignment companies on eBay. What you might not know is that they've started a focus auction for 1K and over items that end Monday nights, and they call it MC Mondays. Dozens of huge cards end on Monday all at open auction. You could check out the items by searching by seller and going to MC underscore sports cards today. All right, so as I mentioned, um, the card is at, uh, the card is in the mail right now. It is headed to PWCC to my vault, which I'm very excited about. But the process of trying to figure out what to sell was exceptionally difficult, all right? I do not have the sort of cash that was required to purchase this card. Um, and so I basically had to trade for it. So what did I trade for it? Well, how did I do that? Well, um, I needed a way to be able to, to take cards to trade into that card after I won the auction. And so what I did is I contacted, um, I already mentioned this in the last episode, I contacted Mike Kantz and I tried to figure out like a way that we could make that work. And what he has at his, you know, his place right now is he basically has two boxes. I shipped over two boxes. The first has a ton of stuff that was stuff that I knew that was going to have to sell. And so the biggest cards from that have a couple of them have already sold. He, um, the Kevin Garnett PMG championship, it's sold. Um, and just before that, the Dirk Nowitzki 24 karat gold rookie, it's sold. Those are the two biggest cards that I'm selling for this card or for this Kobe. They're the two biggest cards. Let's talk about it. Like it's a trade. Cause that's really what it is for me. The two biggest cards that I'm trading for the Kobe are the Garnet PMG Championship and the Dirk 24 karat gold. The other cards, um, a bunch of them ended um, at MC Sports Cards uh, last night. And I'm recording this as a Friday. So there was a Kobe Bryant 2000 Ultimate Victory Gold Ultimate Victory that's out of 25. Um, sold for almost two grand. The Zelmo Beatty 1971 Tops uh, autograph sold for over 1200 bucks. Um, and then... There's a Carmelo Eminence USA sold for almost 700, a Chris Bosh Eminence sold for 475, Bill Walton Eminence for 230, and then a bunch of other stuff. And at this point, that are that, that little group right there that I just that I just sort of talked about, that little jazz group and other sort of Eminence stuff group, that's that's like seven grand of the of the total. So you know, you're talking about seriously, you're talking about like four percent of the whole purchase price. It's not very much. But the first two cards made up a big bulk of that. And then between Sunday and and Mon Sunday and Monday, 
a bunch of other stuff is ending. So there's a whole bunch of Harry Potter stuff that's up that, that I'm having to sell. Um, I am keeping this. This is the way that I think about it. I want to make sure I record this the right way so that I don't so that I don't bore you guys with stuff that I've already talked about last time. Um, so I knew that moving a lot of cards was going to be hard, and I wrote it all down beforehand to figure out what I could possibly bid on the cards so that I could make the trade in the right way, so that I could make sure that I had enough stuff. And um, there are pros and cons here, right? The pro is obviously that I'm getting a top card in my collection. The cons are that cards like that Dirk and that Garnet and all that jazz stuff and all the Harry Potter stuff, and then just a list a few more, the Yao of three scripted swatches, the BGS 9.5 pop one, the Kobe and Shaq with Peyton and Malone exquisite quad, the LeBron 04 exquisite patch auto, the LeBron 08 limited logos, the MJ Kobe dual autograph out of OT, O2 SP game used, the Bill Russell Eminence gold logo man, the Scotty Pippen Eminence autograph patch one of one enshrined, the LeBron 2012 silver, the Carl Malone old style autograph rookie card, the David Robinson Eminence patch, patch auto, the first autograph cards of um, Hermione, Emma Watson, and Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter. Uh, those cards are exceptionally rare, guys. Like the Jim King 1968 Tops Test, the Jerry West 1961 Fleer autograph. Like these cards are all cards that are, sorry, one more. The Bill Russell Sam Jones Dual Beauty Black card. One, literally, I think probably the best looking card in my collection. All of those... And about, about, I don't know, 30 or 40 more. Like, to to let those go really, like, takes my collection from being, like, a, a pretty deep collection to just a lot less than that. Like, there won't be a 27-guy top 100 next year because there's not going to be 100 significant cards to, to list. There's, like, 40 of them from the list are going out this year. And so... You know, the, the pros are obvious, but when people say to me, this was a no brainer, I just think that's not true. As I look back, it's like, man, this just, it, it really just blew a chunk out of my collection. And how I feel is, is totally like bittersweet. I feel like I gave up a bunch of stuff that I didn't intend on ever letting go. And I'm going to look back at my collection and go, oh man, I missed that Sam Jones, Bill Russell card. I don't have a big 90s Garnet card anymore. And I always wanted one. I finally got one and I let it go. I had it for two years. It was great. Maybe three years. It was great. It was time to let it go. Some of those Eminence cards I've owned since 2016. Um, some of the cards in this collection that I'm letting go, I've had for eight years. Like it is really tough. And so that part of it is like, like I, I don't want to overstate this. It's sad to let your cards go. But, and this is, this is the part that is really important to understand. Just because you own a card doesn't mean it's yours forever. And sometimes having a card for a long time is part of the journey. Like, there's very few cards in this collection that I won't look back and remember. I, honestly, the majority of them I've owned for years, and so I'm going to remember them forever. But there really are pros and cons here, and so it's not as simple as, wow, congratulations, Adam, you got the big card. There's there's definitely some real downside here. And and I think that, I think that that's intriguing. Like, intriguing is the wrong word. I think it's... I think it's more interesting than somebody who has endless cash flow. I don't have that, right? 
I talked about it last episode. I need to get cards through selling other cards. It's the only way I've ever been able to do it. And it's the way that I'm doing it now. So those are those, are those thoughts. And um, I want to come back uh, in a minute and talk about where we're at and finish this episode off real quick. You've probably heard about Alt, but have you registered for their auction yet? Twice a month, Alt features its Liquid Auctions event, which caters to collectors of all kinds. The platform is super easy to use, connects to your bank in minutes, and provides a super fun bidding experience. What are you waiting for? Register on Alt XYZ today. All right, let's finish this thing up. So where are we at at this point? And this is what... This is, believe it or not, this is probably the question that I get asked most. People want to know, are you, are you going to make it? Are you going to get close? I'm 100% going to make it because I started to say this, but I didn't finish it. I sent two boxes. The first box is, we know we're going to need to sell this. I believe that after all of those cards sell, there's a good chance that I'll be there. That I'll have, made, that I'll like have now traded those cards into the Kobe. But... If we're not there, there's a second box that has about another, I don't know, about another eight cards, yeah, eight cards, significant value that I've also sent to them that that I'm basically saying, if necessary, we will trade these cards as well into that, into that Kobe Bryant Logomania. To get the Logomania was the goal, but man, it, it's tough. Okay, so... so in direct sales so far, we've done about, I'll just put this in percentages because it sounds weird when you talk about the huge dollar amounts. So let me just write this down so I get it, so I get it exactly right. So on the, um, the, 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 the direct sales that I made, the two big cards that I mentioned at the beginning, that was about 25% of what I needed to come up with. Um, because I had sold some other cards already through MC, I had um, roughly about 3% already coming to me that I needed for the, for the card. So, you know, you're at 28%. Yesterday, those cards, the, the, uh, several of those cards sold. Zelma Beatty, the Kobe Bryant, um, Ultimate Victory, the Carmel and Eminence. That made up about another 3% of what I needed, right? So you're at 31% right now. Sunday... A bunch of auctions are ending, including the the David Robinson Eminence card, um, some of the big USA or some of the big um, um, Harry Potter cards, a couple more Eminence cards, and um, what's what I'm thinking of? Oh, the duel with Russell and um, the duel with Russell and Sam Jones. I'm looking at this. Oh, the the one of one Alonzo Mourning, the Jim King. Um, and then the Carl Malone MVP USA card. So that all of those cards are going to cover about another 10% of, of the total. So we're at like 40% at, at, at that point, right? The bulk of it is going to come from what happens on Monday. So Monday is where the majority of the sales will come, where that that will pay that will take care of the card right and that's the ones that i was talking about earlier the yao 03 uh, scripted swatches the lebron um exquisite autographs that's where the majority of it is and so people keep asking me you know are you gonna make it where are you at whatever we'll find out after monday you know really where we're at and then 
always the problem with eBay is then you have to then see like whether people actually pay for their items. This is one of the massive issues with eBay is you never know what percentage of people are going to actually pay. The good thing is, and I found this so far with MC, is that like something over 90% of people are paying. And that's, you know, that's good. You obviously want it to be 100, but, um, you know, that it's going to be that high is, is, is pretty good. So, um, so that's kind of where I'm at at this point. And over the course of the next few days, we'll figure out where we are and then we'll see if he has to get into that second box. I really hope he doesn't have to get into the second box. I tried to make sure I was really conservative with the numbers, but if he does, then he does. And then, you know, and then we'll go from there. And so um, I'm really excited to, like I said, see that card hit my vault and um, really excited to have it be part of like the, the group of like my very best cards in my collection. Um, I don't feel regret. I feel sad that the cards are going that are going, but I don't feel regret. I still feel like I made a decision that I'm really excited about, but every time I look back at the cards that are going, it is tough. Some people are like flippers and they have stuff in their collections that aren't really in their collections and they're ready to let them go at any point. I think that's that's like the less fulfilling way to collect. The most fulfilling way to collect, in my humble opinion, is to look for cards that you want to own forever. And then when you have to get rid of them to get other cards that you want more, it should hurt. That's my opinion. That's how I think about it. And, um, and that's where I am with this particular card. If you happen to bid on any of these cards, I appreciate everybody listening to this like half an hour on me talking about the cards that are letting go. It probably felt in some ways like a big infomercial. It's not obviously meant to be that, but if you do pick up any of the big cards that, um, that I'm selling or any of the cards, not just the big ones, but any of the cards that I'm selling, please reach out to me. Um, if you do, I will happily tell you anything about what I know about where it came from, how long I've had it. In most cases, I'm the one who graded the cards. Um, not, not maybe most, I mean, probably half of the cases I'm the one who, who graded the cards. Um, I can tell you about where they came from beforehand though. I generally like, I don't buy very many cards. And so when I do, I remember where I got them from and remember the story, if there is any along with it. So reach out if you win anything. Um, but I hope you guys will watch them at least and sort of like, um, be like, go down that journey with me. Cause it's been fun. And uh, again, can't wait for it to be over and to know that the trade is fully completed. Um, so anyway, thank you guys for coming to this episode of the basketball card podcast. Um, a reminder, um, that, uh, you know, we, we run every week. So please, uh, please make sure that you like and subscribe and that you share and that you do all of those things. Um, and until next time, happy collecting. Thanks for listening to the Basketball Card Podcast. Reminder to subscribe to Basketball Card Fanatic Magazine at bcfmag.com. Remember to use discount code BASKETBALL10 for 10% off any item in the store. That's bcfmag.com.